Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Devin Dorn to discuss the 1976 movie, Rocky. Just before we get into the pod, I want to tell you a little bit about Devin's podcast. Devin hosts a podcast, and he has a co-host, and it's called On The Run Podcast. You can find it on all streaming platforms. And they mainly discuss basketball, but they also dive into you know hockey, soccer, football, when football's going on. Um, yeah, you should check that out if you like sports. And they talk about sports in real time, which is really cool. So I was happy to have Devin on. We had a really good time discussing Rocky, all of the Rockies, sport movies, all that kind of stuff. So enjoy the pod, and let's get into it. Yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. <laughs> Cue the music. here with Rocky and I'm joined by Devin Dorn. Devin, welcome to the show. You're losing your what's in the pod virginity. Welcome. Ben, thanks for having me. Um, you know, just before we get started, just wanted to say um, it's an honor to be on your pod. Uh, you were definitely an inspiration uh, for for me and my buddy Aiden starting a podcast. Uh, looked like a lot of fun. I listened to your first episode and I'm like, man, I got to get in on some of that. So... Again, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to it. No problem. Um, why don't you tell everyone what you and Aiden's podcast is about and what you guys talk about? So Aiden and I have a podcast called the On The Run Podcast. We talk mostly basketball. It's a lot of NBA stuff. Uh, we're both big NBA guys, but we're also sports fans in general. So, you know, we'll throw in some hockey. Obviously, the NHL playoffs are going on right now in our last episode. We talked just about the landscape of all the different divisions, what's going on. Uh, we'll talk some football during the football season. Uh, just a variety of sports stuff. Like I said, mostly basketball. But, uh, you know, whatever's going on in the world of sports, uh, you'll find it on, on, on the run. That's awesome, man. Um, so... I obviously had to bring you on to talk about Rocky, which is maybe I don't think it's the best sports movie of all time. We can discuss it if you think, but I think it's extremely important mm. to how sport movies are made now and going back into Rocky and talking. Anyways, but uh, with all this, with all these categories and all these questions in mind, what was it like watching Rocky through this different landscape? It was definitely different. You know, I've seen Rocky... 40, 50 times in my life. Definitely the movie I've watched the most in my entire life. But just watching it from such a like an analytical perspective and just breaking it down and, and you know looking at the movie for what it is and it was a cool experience. And uh, and doing my research, I learned a lot about the movie that I didn't even know. But you know, I'm not a huge movie guy, but Rocky's been my favorite movie for a long time now and uh and it's and it's really fun to nerd out about yeah. movies it's it it's made me realize what you do is a lot of fun <laughs> yeah like do you think it's the best is it your favorite out of the trilogy or out of like and i'm not even the trilogy there's like eight of them yeah. if you count the creeds is it your favorite it definitely is you know it's it's the original it's what started it all it's got the most authentic feel you know you could say that other ones are are more exciting more entertaining more action more high budget uh but there's nothing like the authenticity and just the 
underdog story of the first one. It just it hits in a different way than any of the others do, and uh, it's always been that way for me. Sweet. Okay. I'm going to give the basic background on the movie and all that stuff, and then we'll get into the top five section, all right? Cool. So, Rocky was released on November 21st, 1976. It follows Rocky, a small-time boxer, gets a chance to fight the heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. In a bid to earn respect and glory, Rocky jumps into the ring, unaware of the task at hand. Written by Sylvester Stallone. Directed by John G. Avelston. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, and Burgess Meredith. It was nominated for 10 Oscars and won three. So here's what it was nominated for, but didn't win. Best Actor in a Lead Role, Sylvester Stallone. Best Actress in a Lead Role, Talia Shire. Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Burgess Meredith. Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Burt Young. Best Screenplay, Best Sound, and Best Original Song. And it won for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. Sylvester Stallone became the third person ever at the time to be nominated for an acting Oscar and writing Oscar in the same year, joining Charlie Chaplin for The Great Dictator in 1940 and Orson Welles for Citizen Kane in 1941. Rocky cost $1.1 million to make and made $225 million globally. And according to IMDb, is ranked as the 233rd best movie of all time. All right. So top five section today, Devin and I decided to do our favorite sport movies. So I didn't go necessarily what I thought were like the best, right? because I think it's a whole different conversation. So I went with my favorite. So I thought we would start at five and we'll okay. go back and forth or make our way up to one. So lead us off with your fifth favorite sport movie of all time. All right, here we go. My fifth favorite sports movie of all time is Coach Carter. Uh, just watched it quite recently on Netflix. Uh, who's that? Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, you know, just him going in and coaching that team, and you know, kids have kind of a bad attitude to them, and he kind of turns it around. They have that big party. Like I've seen that movie probably nine or ten times, and I I enjoy it every time. That's like a classic. Like I'm a high school hooper. I'm gonna watch Coach Carter to make me feel something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like everyone was like, oh, like. I want to be coached by him or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. yeah. And and then you think that, you know, your school's going to have that same sort of spirit and that <laughs> same type of energy. And, and you go to some <laughs> white school in St. Albert and it's like, we're all like, not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, I think it's a pretty like, I don't want to say predictable, but you kind of know where the story's going to go. Like it's a predictable uh, Is it narrative. Disney? It might be. It's basically Disney. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. they're going to win at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I don't know. I think it was really well done. I think it was well acted in the, you know, believable story. And, and yeah, it's number five for me. Yeah. So my number five is The Sandlot. Uh, I'm not going to get into it about, about what I think about it because I'm planning on doing it as a pod this summer. Nice. So I will save okay. my Sandlot thoughts for later. Nice. So uh, that's just a little tease for you guys. Anyways, you're number four. Uh, number four for me is The Blind Side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, haven't actually seen it in a few years, but uh, actually it's my on-the-run co-host, Aiden Stanky. It's his favorite movie of all time. Sandra Bullock, didn't she win an Oscar or something for yeah. that movie? She was hundred. She was nominated. I, uh, I'm not let's, I'm not sure if she won or not, but she was, I know for a fact she was nominated. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I think it... Uh, True story. I, I really like the true stories. Mm -hmm. I think that adds a whole other aspect to it. And 
some emotional parts. I just thought it was a real good pitcher overall. Yeah. <clears throat> My number four is uh, dodgeball. Oh, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. You're you're gonna notice then that I have probably not seen a lot of the movies that that you mentioned just because, like I said, I'm not a big movie guy. I need to watch more movies. But everyone says Dodgeball is one of the funniest movies. It's on Disney Plus too. Like, is it's, that? It's it's Vince Vaughn and and Ben Stiller at their peak, and it's at an hour and a half. Like you okay. you blink and it's over. Like it doesn't try to do too much. It's okay. straight comedy. It hasn't ate some of the jokes is like oh you can't say that now but like <laughs> but like the whole thing is 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 really funny like I I highly suggest dodgeball okay. and it's really funny sounds good um your number three number three I debated whether I should put this in or not but I mean it's definitely a sports movie the Karate Kid that's You're, a sports movie yeah it's oh, a sports yeah. movie right yeah the original Karate Kid Ralph Macchio uh, again probably one of those movies I've seen fifteen twenty times. Uh, you know, just I liked the new one with Jaden Smith as well, but you? I I did I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. But there's nothing like the original. You know that that scene when when Johnny and his boys come and they yeah. jump they jump uh, uh, Daniel Larusso. Like, yeah. There's <coughs> just a great movie yeah. overall. You know. Do you know who? So the guy who directed Rocky, his two big claim to fame movies are the first Rocky and. Karate Kid. Right. Yeah. yeah I, about it. I did know that he directed that as well. Yeah. So my number three is Remember the Titans. Mm. And for a guy, so I, this is my 21st episode and I'm obviously a huge movie guy and I've talked about all the great actors and I haven't done a Denzel movie yet because Ooh. I feel like people aren't ready for that. Yeah. For like how I think Denzel is one of the best ever and uh, he carries this it's a Disney movie. Okay. It's like you never have you ever seen Remember? I've it's, never seen. It's it. a football movie, and it's about yeah. Denzel. Who it's kind of similar. Is he the coach? Yeah, he's the coach. Okay. It's kind of similar to Coach Carter, like similar vibes. Yeah, but it's more authentic. Like he goes in and coaches this high school football team, and there's a bunch of and he's a, a black coach, and there's okay. a bunch. It's a bunch of like yeah. white people, yeah. and like there's some racial divide and stuff, and it's really it's just that, Denzel. Man. That one's on Netflix as well. Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. Or maybe okay. both. Or maybe both. Okay. But but like Remember the Titans is straight up Disney movie. Okay. So I mean I'm I'm a big Denzel fan as well. I think, you know, he steals the show in anything he's in yeah. pretty much. So just him alone is enticing enough for me to go watch that. Yeah, check it out. Um your number two. <clears throat> My number two is Miracle on Ice. Yeah. Uh nineteen eighty Lake Placid Teen USA. Uh I mean Maybe, I'm not sure on this, I'm just guessing, but maybe because, you know, hockey's not the biggest sport in the U.S., it doesn't have as much value down there. I'm not sure about that, how big it was at the box office or anything, but, man, what a movie. Um, again, just an underdog story, and, and that true story, the fact that it is a true story just tugs on the old heartstrings, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a... Some of it doesn't seem real. Like the the no. most specific thing I'm talking about that doesn't seem real is when uh, like Herb Brooks or played by Kurt Russell like makes them skate after they lose right. for like yeah forever, and you just like come on, this is Disney, and then you like figure it out and like that actually happened. And, yeah. like, that's like a scene that's the movie's not a hundred percent authentic. You can in a movie. Yeah, but that move that scene is strictly authentic and actually happened. It's it's awesome. Or when he you know they win the championship or whatever and he, or. 
or this or I forget the semifinal. Semi-final. Game. Yeah, it was a semifinal, and the coach like goes immediately into the hallway yeah. and like breaks down. You're like, well, it's a little cheesy, but like, no, that act, like, that actually happened. Yeah. This is a true story. Yeah, and, I mean, the only thing that could make that movie maybe a little better if it was Team Canada doing yeah. it, but yeah, yeah, but where was Team Canada? There's no mention of them in the tournament. None. No idea. Well, isn't that back when you couldn't send NHL players? Yeah, to so the it was Olympics? all amateur guys. So like, except for the Russians, all their guys were like could have been in the NHL. Right, yeah. but they but they didn't let them go. Go or they just yeah. didn't want you or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, if Canada was there, we would have won. <laughs> uh, my number two is Happy Gilmore, mm. which is like Adam Sandler in his prime. It's peak. I also am doing planning on doing uh, Happy Gilmore at some point this summer. So. Also, don't want to like, you know, yeah, spew my feelings yeah. about it quite yet. But anyways, that's my number two. Can I ask you a question about that? Mm-hmm. So, again, I haven't seen a ton, but you know, the common word on the street is that Adam Sandler really peaked around then, and then fell off a cliff. And every movie he's put out since you know, two thousand or whatever has been absolute garbage. Do you agree with that, or are you still a fan of his, and do you think that the, his later work still holds up? So his 90s movies, like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, um, his SNL work, um, Waterboy, Longest Yard, like all those movies are great, and they, they do hold up. It's it's when he does, like, he'll do, like, Jack and Jill, or, like, these... <laughs> but he's done, like, Punch Drunk Love, which mm. is this really... Paul Thomas Anderson, this really artsy fartsy movie about yeah. just a romantic comedy essentially with him in it, and he's ex- exceptional and like he's serious. And then okay. you're like, and then he does. Have you ever seen Uncut Gems? I have. Yeah, so yeah. like stuff like that. Like that movie's good, and that's a movie that you wouldn't think Adam Sandler would right. would be in. Yeah, especially like him and Kevin Garnett. That's such a weird, mm-hmm. such a weird duo. But no, I still think that Adam Sandler will. He's the kind of guy that he'll put out a movie about anything and he'll make billions of dollars right. yeah. just because of who he is yeah. but just the name I, I also don't think he doesn't care mm. like he, like I would rag on him for if he was sitting beside me right now I'd rag on him for Jack and Jill but I feel like he'd be like yeah well I made like billions yeah, of dollars <laughs> about that so yeah, exactly. whatever exactly but yeah I, I think he's good he is good and I think if like movies like Uncut Gem showed us anything it's that I think he should take more serious roles because like you said, he's known as the funny guy, right? He's known as the cheesy comedy guy, the Mm -hmm. guy from Grown Ups, but he works well in those serious roles. Grown Ups are good. The first Grown Ups is actually good. Completely. The second one's bad. The second one couldn't get through. No. First one is good though. Yeah. But you're at number one, right? Number one, uh, I don't even know if this is allowed on your list, Ben, but I've got the entire Rocky series. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a Rocky fanboy, so if if I would have went individual movies, they might have taken up four of the five <laughs> spots here. Um, so I just got the whole Rocky series on there. Um, I can give you a real quick breakdown of my order. Uh, give it quick. For yeah. the Rockies, just real quick, I got, I got one, three, two, six, four, five. It's my order. What about the Creeds? What do you put that in there? I, they're separate for me. Uh, I haven't seen them near as many times as I've seen all the rest of the films, but uh, just strictly Rockies. Uh, I know we don't have time to just dive into all those right now, but <laughs> that's my order just for the Rockies. Creeds I treat as some something completely separate. Interesting, interesting. All right, so my number one is Moneyball. Okay. Um, I also did a pod on that a couple weeks ago, so you can check that out if you want to hear my feelings on it. It's just 
it's it, baseball's my sport, and I think that Moneyball is the most realistic baseball movie out there. Right. And uh, it was a tough one to leave. There was a lot of movies that left off, but right. when you do a top five, you got to leave some off. Exactly. Yeah, I watched Moneyball for the first time this past summer. I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's Jonah Hill, right? Jonah Brad Hill, Pitt, Brad Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great it's, movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move into the broad questions. So. You mentioned you've seen Rocky a few times, once or twice. Um, <laughs> Just a few. If you remember what it was like the first time you watched it, the first time you laid eyes on Sylvester Stallone mm. as Rocky Balboa, mm. what was that like? Well, like I said, I've seen it so many times. I don't remember one specific time that, you know, the first time I saw it, but I just remember being a little kid and. You know, being too young to appreciate the whole story arc and the entire movie and kind of get what's going on, but just being mesmerized by the training scenes, you know, gonna fly now, dun 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 dun, dun. And, and, you know, me running around the house listening to that, or the fight scenes, I'd watch them over and over again, I'd go through the movies and just watch all the fights. So it wasn't until I got a bit older that I appreciated, you know, everything else that comes along with these films, in particular Rocky One. But my earliest memories are definitely the training and the fight scenes and just being, you know, so enthralled by that and trying to mimic them myself, you know. <laughs> I remember, so I saw it the, for the first time, I don't know, when I was a kid, like, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. But I only I had only seen it once until this week until mm. I started like rewatching it to get ready for the pod. I watched it twice to get ready for the pod. And uh, it's so imp- that's why I want to talk about like do you actually think it's the best sport movie ever? Like not your favorite, but like, you actually think it's the best sport movie ever? Because I think it I think it's the most important. Okay. But Def- define important. What do you think? Do you think it paved the way for other movies? Like what do you think it did that, you know, set itself apart well, and made it the most important. It's an origin story, right? Right. Like it follows it's a hero story. Like he has he has his peaks and falls. He fights a mini hero yeah. or sorry, a mini villain and then he ends up fighting Apollo who's like in this case the villain, which yeah. he's he's just a guy yeah. at the end. You don't even get into Apollo's character enough for him to be a villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then um he has the love interest, and he has to go through that. And he has like the 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 best friend sidekick, and he has the his Yoda, Mickey's his Yoda, and all these things. So, it's a, it's at the heart, it's an origin story. It's a story that you've seen a million times when you think about, especially sport movies. You think about Marvel movies too, and superhero movies. But Rocky came out in nineteen seventy six, mm-hmm. so it's early on. Like it's I'm not I don't know if it's the first origin story. Probably right, not, right. but. Like, you know the the montage of him, like, training? Mm-hmm. That's the first time that ever happened in a movie, in a sport movie. Now right. you see that all the time. Yeah. Guy getting ready for the the big hockey game, the big the big boxing mm-hmm. match. Like, yeah. that's so cliche now, but and you when you rewatch Rock, you're like, oh, I've seen this a million times. But then you're like, oh, yeah. that was the first time you'd ever seen it. Right. Like, it's monumental. I totally agree. And I think an argument for why it could be the best sport movie of all time is... You know, like you said, it paved the way for a lot of other origin stories and training montages and all these aspects of this movie, and they did it first. But you go back and watch it now, and it doesn't seem too cheesy. It doesn't seem like, you know, what were they doing? Obviously, no one's done this. They're just 
you know, experimenting with stuff. I think it still holds up pretty well today. Obviously, it shows its age. Like you said, it's it's going to be 50 years old here in, yeah. in the, within the next decade. But, you know, like I said, there's just a sense of authenticity that you get from the original Rocky. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is, whether it's the low budget or it's just, you know, it's, it's the first, it's the original story. But... Uh, as for as much as it shows its age, I think it's I think it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the four. It was the first movie in the sport genre to win an Oscar, which right. is huge. Right. Um, so that was a big deal, and it's it's funny how it how it's we you know on our questions here it's like we talk about how it usually I talk about how it's remained relevant or not. Yeah, the boxing is super popular now, mm-hmm. especially with you know what. Jake Paul and Logan Paul and how they're doing they're like fighting dudes just randomly Mm -hmm. I'm not like a big boxing fan like I don't sit down and pay the hundred dollars to watch Logan Paul like just some YouTuber fight but anyways like it's interesting now that boxing is so mainstream and like boxing was dying and I guess a lot of people are talking about there's the debate about whether or not Logan and Jake Paul and those two especially how they're impacting they're, the sport. They're kind of reviving it in a way. Yeah, you know? like what? What's your take on that? I guess on the whole, just Jake Paul and Logan Paul, like bringing it back. Yeah. I mean, I might be in the minority here, but I'm all for it. I mean, at the end of the day, any mixed martial art, any combat sport, is about selling the fight. Con- Conor McGregor's been the biggest guy in the UFC for the past six, seven years. Why is that? Because the guy can run his mouth. Yeah. He's good at what he does, but he can sell a fight. Right. Mm-hmm. You go. I've watched the Conor McGregor versus Khabib, Nurmagomedov, Nurme- I can't say that last name, let's Khabib. just go with Khabib, yeah. um, that press conference where Conor is just, you know, ragging on him, like, going after his family, like, at, like, at some points crossing the line here, but there's something about that, that Irishman just going off and selling that fight, and, and to get back to your original point, Jake and Logan do a pretty good job of that, especially Jake, like... He doesn't care who he pisses off. Who... You saw that stuff he did with Floyd, right? Yeah, where he took his gotcha yeah. hat. Gotcha yeah, hat. Gotcha yeah, hat. like it's so interesting. Like, I want someone just to just fucking knock his ass and, out. And, and that's what makes it interesting, right? Is that's what he's doing. He wants everyone to want him to get knocked out. He's he's fully embraced his villain role. I think. And what's interesting actually about what I was watching, especially I was watching Rocky today, is what mm-hmm. is what I noticed it is. Apollo Creed is doing the same thing like he's doing as a publicity stunt to fight Rocky well that's a hundred percent true and you know they made the character Apollo Creed they based him off of Muhammad Ali yeah eh? yeah and I just think Carl Weathers does such an outstanding job of you know the smooth talking you know uh dancing around in the rings uh float like a butterfly sting like Uh a bee like he just does such a good impersonation of Muhammad Ali, and and you know if, if you watch the films, especially Rocky Two, you just see even more of that from him. And and you know, like we said at the end of the day, it's all about selling a fight, and that's what makes it interesting. And I think that's what you know real boxers do. But uh, Apollo Creed does a great job in Rocky of doing that. So, right before we get into categories, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, you 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 mentioned that you you're not the biggest movie guy. Right. 
What are your thoughts? Because I have lots of thoughts, but I want to ask you quick. What are your thoughts on Sylvester Stallone just as an as an actor? Just based, how, how many other movies have you seen him in, or do you want to base it just off his performance as Rocky? Uh, okay, so I obviously the Rockies, uh, the Rambo series. I'm especially the original ones like First Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a few times, but you know that's not. It's not really an acting role. It is obviously, but it's he's like running around in the wilderness, like <laughs> slashing guys' throats. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess I see where you're going with this. You might say that Sylvester Stallone's not the greatest actor in the world. Is that? It's. Ah, I want to save my thoughts on it because I have so much to say. Okay. But I'll just say that okay. basically he's he's Rocky. Like he mm. is Rocky. Yeah. Like. Like he legit is not Sylvester Stallone anymore. He's Rocky. Yes. And every movie he's in, he's this... Even when he's doing like The Expendables or like some shitty action movie that he just has done. Or, like, Agreed. He's done random things. He's like deep down like, oh no, that's actually Rocky Balboa just Agreed. like... Just in a mask or something. But he... <laughs> he like... It's... it's per- Like he's not a good actor. Like he's not. Like I, I don't know. think he is. But as Rocky Balboa, it's perfect. Like it's it's it's... And that's where that authenticity comes from, right? Mm Because it's almost like he's not acting. You could see Sylvester Stallone in real life being the same guy that Rocky is. Well, he writes, it's like the, he wrote this movie, he's like, I'm going to write a movie that I'm going to be good in. Yeah, exactly, right? He wrote this movie for himself. They offered him a million dollars, hey, to to sell the script and, and, you know, never see it again. But Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I'm playing Rocky. This is my movie. Exactly. I'm playing Rocky. And you know, worked out great. But I totally see what you're saying. Like, do you think part of it is just because he is so known as Rocky that when you see him in anything else, it's weird that he's not playing that character? Well, it's, I think it's the Robert Downey Jr. thing now. Mm. Like when he's, now that he's finished as Tony Stark and he's doing other things now, I'm just like, you're Tony Stark. <laughs> like, just stop doing what you're doing now, you know? Like, yeah. I think yeah. Sylvester is in the same thing. But he's still been acting for, like, 40 years. Yeah. But I think also Rocky, every Rocky movie, all six of them, plus the Creeds, plus all these other roles, Rocky one is what got him a career. Right. And everyone would just go back to, oh, yeah, well, he was a... Uh, he can he can carry a movie. Look at look at these movies that he's done. Right. So... Yeah. Um. He's, he's more like a meme, I don't know. Like, sometimes it's just kind of a meme, but... He, he definitely is. Sylvester Stallone, if you just put him in any, you know, generic acting role, is not going to carry the movie the way that, you know, Denzel Washington uh-huh. or, you know, Heath Ledger carried The Dark Knight, yeah. right? He's he's not that guy, mm-hmm. so I definitely see where you're coming from yeah. from that point yeah. of view. All right, uh, do you have anything else you want to get into before we get into the categories? No, I think uh, I think I'm ready to go here. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll head into the categories. Okay, we're back with the categories. Um, category number one is the Mount Rushmore, where we give our top four scenes. So I'll give my top four. You bring in anything I didn't mention, and then we'll try and pick a winner. Cool. So here's my top four. The first one is the opening scene. Um, the credits come out with the song, and like Rocky kind of goes across the screen, yeah. and he's fighting Spider. Spider Rico. Spider Rico, and it's like, okay, here we are. Like this is what this movie's gonna be about. It's a really like 
what I love about movies is it'll bring you in in the first scene, and this is what that movie does. It brings you in right away, um, and it does a really good job of it. Yep. So that's my number one. Okay. Um, the Mickey and Rocky scene where Mickey kind of goes to his house and wants to be his manager, and that scene is really like intense. It's like gritty. It's like a gritty sport movie scene that we all love, like where the Yoda is going to like the Luke Skywalker and being like, yo man, like I'm trying to help you like knock some sense into the scene. And like, I think the actor Burgess Meredith who plays Mickey, like got nominated for an Oscar based off that five minutes. Right. Exactly. He's perfect in that scene. Um, the montage, like the sport, like the classic montage, him running on the stairs, like that's iconic shit. Like, I don't know. There's, I'm trying to find a better word, but like, I think iconic is the best word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the very last fight between him and Apollo. Um, even 1976, like I have a little bit of problems with the boxing. I think it looks a little bit shitty, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it looks all right. Right. Like the body shots look good. It's it's like the head shots that don't look good. That missed by like three inches. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, like snaps back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's like that's 1976. You got to give us some context. So, anyways, those are my top four. Um, do you have anything I didn't mention? Did you go from uh, one to four? I just went, like, chronological order. Okay. So, I, like, I have a winner, but it's not necessarily the first one. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll do the same. I'll just scatter them. Uh, I have two of them in here that you also had. So I had the training montage uh, with Gonna Fly Now. Um, you know, original song. It's crazy how recognized that song is. Hey, yeah. Like, even if you've probably never seen the movie, you hear Gonna Fly Now by Bill Conti, and, and you can probably hum along to it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that just, that's, that song's become... I've been singing it for, like, a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also love the shot in that scene where he's running along the dock, and he starts jogging, but then he starts slowly getting faster and faster yeah, right. and it's just a steady shot you can see the giant ship in the background mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool shot and then obviously the stairs at the end the iconic Rocky stairs and he puts his hands up like this yeah, 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 that's, yeah awesome. that's the one on the movie poster and everything mm-hmm. so that's a great one uh, I also had Mickey Visits Rocky in there same one you had um, and I think another thing that's so special about that scene is up to this point in the movie we had seen such a you know, happy-go-lucky Rocky. Not everything was going right in his life by any means, but he never showed frustration. He never showed anger. You know, he's making 40 bucks club fighting. He's getting picked on by that guy on the docks at work. Yeah. You know, Adrian was shunning him for a little bit, but, you know, he plays it off, and then Mickey goes to his house, and Rocky's finally... Like, why weren't you there for me for all these years, Mm -hmm. right? You took away my locker. Now that I have this shot, now you want to come back. And when he's slamming the door, you liked my house. It stinks in here. (laughs) It's like, it makes the audience go, wow, like, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. And then, and then just to finish up that scene, I love the, 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 the angle of, when they show the outside when Rocky comes out and runs after him and, you know, they shake hands and they realize like, yeah, let's do this together. Uh It's a great scene. Uh, I also have the fight scene, uh, specifically when the music starts going the distance. And I'll say right now, that's my favorite song from the whole series. Um, it's my favorite song from maybe any movie ever. The bells of going the distance, like gives me chills every time. And then 
that kind of leads into round 14, and that's the round where Rocky gets knocked down, Apollo goes back to his corner, his hands are in the air, he thinks he's finally knocked mm-hmm. this guy out, he's finally done with him, Mickey's yelling at Rocky, stay down, stay down, and all Rocky wants to do is get up and keep going, and he gets up, and the look on Carl Weather, Apollo Creed's face, where he's just like, oh, yeah. this guy just keeps coming, mm-hmm. like, it's like, chills man it's 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 awesome so i have that one in there and then finally i included the uh the ice skating scene um yeah that one just just missed mine okay yeah yeah uh rocky and adrian their first date um you know rocky is as much a sports movie but it's also it's also a love story right like so much of the film is focused on uh rocky and adrian's story arc and and this is Rocky's first time out with her. You know, finally gets the chance to spend some one-on-one time with her. Polly tells Rocky that she enjoys skating, so they get to the skating rink that's closed. It's Thanksgiving, and she and she says to him like, "Oh, I think it's closed." And Rocky goes, "Oh, I think we're just early or something." <laughs> and, then, and then he pays the guy, you know, ten bucks for ten minutes of ice time, and. And Rocky's, you know, not even skating. He's walking along beside her. But I just think that's such a powerful scene. And it sets the stage for their relationship that continues throughout the entire series, you know. Yeah. So what's your favorite scene out of those four? Favorite scene, I still had uh, at number one the um, the fight scene. Going the distance and then round 14. Um, yeah. I guess you could you could include the first round as well i i kind of split them up but i guess technically it's all the same scene it's the fight scene yeah so i'll just go with that as a whole it's probably the scene i've seen the most from the movie Mm -hmm. it's my favorite to this day yeah what do you think that's a good one i think i think i gotta go with the training montage for me but yeah it's like uh it's like apples and oranges totally can't go wrong can't go wrong um let's go to category two what still works um we just mentioned it. We talked about it, but it's the perfect role for Stallone. Like, I literally don't know if anyone else in Planet Earth could have played it. Right. Um, like, if they recasted it for some reason now, like, I'm just trying to think of any actors that could do it. Like, the first actor that comes to mind is just weird is uh, Henry Cavill mm. as Superman. Okay. Just because, but the only reason they came to mind is because he's big, like jacked. But, <laughs> but, 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 but I, yeah. yeah, it's the perfect role for Stallone, and that really really has aged well and it still works i just i saw it today i forget who they mentioned but they they had a list of guys who they wanted to cast for rocky Uh, i don't know if you saw it yeah robert redford and james Caan. yeah Yeah. and and then i looked those guys up and obviously i don't i don't know them overly well or their work but just thinking about anyone else in that role is just it's 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 so weird right Mm -hmm. it's so weird um what this movie and all the movies just in general honestly what they've done for boxing the sport of boxing is crazy like mm-hmm. I, like I've said I'm not the I love sports like but I brought boxing is one of the sports I don't know very well like right. I don't know the landscape of it I know I know who people are but I don't like watch it religiously but I, I feel like Rocky's done a lot for the sport yeah. and Sylvester Stallone whether he likes it or not is like this big he's like this icon in the boxing world and I think Rocky's so great, especially the first one, because as I mentioned earlier, it's not just a just a like sports movie with just action and there there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it can you know 
appeal to such a wide variety of audiences. I don't think you just need to be a boxing fan yeah. to enjoy this movie. I agree. Um, later in the series, I'd say there's more so boxing. It becomes less of just like a chill kind of love story, real life stuff. It becomes more of that action, hard hitting, you know, uh, action scene after action scene. But the first one does a really good job and it's a balance and like I said I think you don't need to be a boxing fan to enjoy this movie yeah I think Rocky 1 is the most appealing for just like a a random person that does that can just enjoy like a a story arc where like Rocky 4 is like you kind of have to like be a big boxing fan to like there's like nine montages <laughs> yeah. in that movie there's, there's like boxing. 85 minutes yeah. of just him training or fighting in that movie <laughs> I was. I think I like Rocky for the most, to be honest. But Ooh, yeah, uh, maybe at the end, if we have time, I need your list. I okay, need your yeah. rankings. All right. Um, the screenplay. Um, when a guy, it doesn't happen very often. Like I mentioned, a guy can write his own, you know, movie for himself. And um, you know, uh, my favorite example of it is Good Will Hunting with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You know, they wrote their own script and they starred in it, and they got nominated for both. But it's it's a real like bet on yourself thing like you know what you know what the easiest thing to write about is probably something that I would let's just write a movie for me yeah it'd be like if I started to write a movie about me as like this gritty podcaster who's like going to like it's like Karate Kid right like me, you have to like have like a battle against other podcasters mm-hmm. in this tournament I don't know if I was to write a movie yeah. that's what I'd write about yeah but I... <laughs> but to write your own movie is it's incredible and this and the story arc and the, the love story of her, him and Adrian and you know. Uh, Paulie's even his character arc of being an alcoholic and stuff like that's incredible and it's done really well Sylvester Stallone like you said is Rocky and not just for you know his mannerisms and everything but like when he wrote Rocky 1 Sylvester Stallone was dirt poor right he had like $36 in his bank account or something like that he wrote the initial script in like three and a half days and and like we talked about he was offered a million dollars just to walk away right Uh and for someone who is struggling to put food on the table especially a million dollars in 1975 you would think that a lot of people would just be like yep here you go go, I'm good (laughs) He, he bet on himself and you know the whole story of this original Rocky is a guy trying to prove that he's not just another bum from the neighborhood and I think by you know Stallone believing in this script and saying no I'm the one who's gonna play it it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing right which which just makes it that much more authentic and that much more cool yeah um Italian Stallion what a fucking awesome nickname awesome awesome yeah awesome awesome nickname Um, it's just like I might, yeah, I'm the Italian stallion. I might be getting ahead of myself, but I had uh, as a little sidebar for f- favorite quote. Um, I have another one. Don't worry. I have a more serious one. But as my my more jokey favorite quote, I had the the scene where Apollo's looking in uh, in that book, and they're trying to look for the little no name fighters to fight, and he sees it, and he's like, "This is it." <laughs> and then he goes, he sits back, and he goes. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Sounds like a damn monster movie. I love that, that line. Yeah. Uh, that nickname, unbelievable. Yeah, right. Like, I kind of wish I was Italian just so I could adopt it <laughs> myself. He had like the whole. He's. They were like, "How did you come up with the Italian Stallion?" Is a good. The, when I, eight years ago, I uh, decided to just call myself that. Yeah, it was came like, up right. with it myself. Yeah, I gave up with myself. <laughs> um, 
Rocky's sweater vests. He kind of rocks these cashmere things, like I think like two or three of them. Yeah. Pretty dope. Oh, pretty baller kind of all. Great sense of style, and you know what kind of makes. And me he sense? has like the turtleneck underneath too. Yes. Bold. Yes. Really bold. He has such a look in this movie, and it's such a shame because in the in the next movies in the series, he doesn't wear any of that stuff anymore, and I'm sure some of that comes with his character gaining some money. He's more hard bodied. Right, but. You know, part of me wishes that he would, you know, rock the old sweater vest yeah. from time to time, even if he does have millions in the bank account. Yeah. Um, okay, this is just like a boss move. I almost put it as my favorite scene because it was so iconic. But he gets up at 4 a.m., goes to the fridge, it just cracks six eggs, gulps it down, yeah. and then that's it. Like, that's the scene. Like, have you ever drank eggs like that? Like, one. Never. That's so gross, man. So my dad... Uh, Big fan of the movie. He's why I love this movie so much. He showed me it from such a young age. But he said that him and his buddies, when they were in their teens, to, would before they work out, try to replicate Rocky and drink raw <laughs> eggs. Me, no, couldn't do it. Ew, man. Couldn't do it. Can't you get, like, salmonella yeah, and stuff like, from doing I don't that? Think, I think it's not, like, actually safe anymore. I think they found out that you probably shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be doing that. And Stallone was not faking it. Those no. are real eggs in the movie, eh? Like, yeah, he, There's no faking that. Yeah. Um... Like we talked about, but Polly and Mickey, they each have a scene that got them the Oscar nominee, which is, is the Mickey, the Rocky Mickey scene we talked about, but then the Polly scene where he's like um, really drunk at Christmas and he like right. smashing his room and, or yeah. the house, sorry. Um, yeah, that scene is like pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. And like that's the academies love that shit. Like, oh, you have one scene where it's gritty. Totally. You, get a, you get a nominee. So, yeah. And, and I. Another thing I love about that scene is again you haven't seen we have we don't get much from uh, Adrian Talia Shire, she's very quiet, very reserved, and when that whole scene comes down <clears throat> goes down, excuse me, and Polly's smashing things and then he's saying that she owes him after we have seen Polly repeatedly treat her like garbage, right? Uh -huh. And she grabs him and is like, what do I owe you, Polly? I don't owe you anything. And it's that back and forth. And, and similar to when, to when uh, Rocky gets mad for the first time, it's, it, it's pretty powerful. I mean, I think that's the best word to describe mm -hmm. it. This isn't a movie where people are yelling and it's not constant action. So when you get those moments, uh, I think it makes it all the more special yeah. and... And I think it was really well done. Yeah. Um, just two things. We, we we mentioned it, but I mentioned it especially was just the birth of sport montages. Mm -hmm. Plus the the classic song. Like the... Like right. those like those are just iconic. Yeah. Um, and then I got two more. Rocky's robe at the mm -hmm. end. Yep. Is baller. Like he's he's really like... Like you know that Instagram account League Fits? Mm -hmm. where, they, where they talk about like Rocky should be on League Fits like he would have been on League Fits if they had that back so you were a fan of the red robe yeah with the shamrock yes. on the back yeah it's so funny that you say that because I don't know if you remember this but it but he complains in the movie about the robe being baggy he's like this robe's a little big <laughs> and then in the second one he comes out and he fights Apollo again spoiler alert he wins the championship but he's wearing a yellow robe and they're in the tunnel coming ready to come out for the second fight and he goes something along the lines of like Mick isn't this robe beautiful it's not not all baggy like last year's robe and he's like a much bigger fan of the <laughs> one in the second movie yeah. so that's funny you bring that I like up. The, I like I like the first one <laughs> um 
and then the ending. I think how it ends is is really powerful. That they don't they don't like they don't add on like the extra ten minutes where you see them after the fight or like there's like this there's like the I don't know like tying up loose yes. ends or like yep. something to make you feel good about something at the end or whatever or like they don't yeah I don't know like it just ends like per it's like oh it's over it ends perfectly because it ties up like two mm-hmm. narratives right it ties up the. Uh, he wants to go the distance with Creed. He doesn't care that he that he lost. He's not even listening to the guy no. announcing. He went 15 rounds. That's he all he cares about. all he cares about. Yeah. He's on his feet. And then he's screaming to Adrian. Adrian! Adrian! Yeah. yeah funny thing about that scene, uh, if you listen closely, it's so hard to catch. But when they're trying to get his attention, the media, and he's just calling for Adrian, he's he goes something like, uh... Guys, haven't I have another? Haven't I had enough things in my face tonight? Come on, get out of here! <laughs> but yeah, it, it ties up their love story because they embrace and and you can tell like, you know, they're in it for the long haul. This is a for sure thing, and you know, I totally agree. They don't need an extra five minutes of something. I no. think that would have you know gotten in the way of that last scene, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, um, that's all my what still works. Um, do you have anything else or I didn't mention? I think you covered it all pretty yeah. well. I think the think what still works for me the best would be just Stallone, like the perfect role for him. Right. Because it's what's made him, it's what's given him roles till this day. Yes. People give him a role just because of he played Rocky. So, um, let's go to category three: cringe moments. Mm. Um, is the boxing realistic to you? Like we we kind of briefly mentioned it, but like let's talk about it a little bit more. Like, is it like really? I know it's 1976, and like give that give it like some context and a grain of, and a little right. bit of grain of salt, but like. So I agree. There are some parts, especially watching it back to pre- pre- to prepare for this podcast. I noticed there were some punches that were like four feet away, <laughs> uh, but I've also read about and watched videos about the boxing movies that have came that came before Rocky. They were like first-person views, and it was like rock'em, sock'em. <laughs> like, like, if Rocky's like a 4 out of 10 unrealistic, these movies that came before it were like a 10 out of 10, right? <laughs> so I think they did a good job in, in, that, in that respect. But another thing that they had to work around uh, in this film was the fact that they didn't have an audience there, hey? Mm-hmm. They had they had enough money to pay 50 extras, and that was it. So you'll notice um, in the fight scene, the the back the background is blacked out because they don't want to show that nobody's there. They even show a few shots of the crowd, but it's crowd shots from real world events. Yeah. In Rocky two, three, all the Rockies moving forward, you'll see there's giant crowds. It's clear, but in the first Rocky, they didn't have enough, so they're working around. You know, trying to choreograph the boxing, but also not make it look like they're they're in an empty stadium. Yeah, that's right. crazy. Yeah, um, I usually don't. I usually rag on movies for being too long, or like I'm always the one to bring it up. I'm always like, cut it, cut it, like ten yeah. minutes. I feel like Rocky isn't long enough. Really? I feel like there should not at the end. Like, don't add. I think the ending okay. is fine, but add ten minutes somewhere else in the middle. Like, I feel like it went a little bit fast. Yeah. I- I agree, and it was. I think it's two hours flat. I think that's the runtime. Yeah. Um, 
I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I don't know if you've thought about this either, but do you have any places where you wish they would have expanded on, maybe developed a character a little more? Or Yeah, but I have that in scenes you wish you saw, so let's let's hold that for okay. that category. Okay, sounds but, good. Um, Stallone is just saying, uh, you know, and huh, and you know what I mean. Like, after every sentence, like, it's kind of like, come on, man. Like, it's really, it's just like, oh, it's so annoying. And if yeah. he drank every single time, like, he took a sip of whatever every single time mm-hmm. he said one of those mm-hmm. words, you'd be in the hospital, I think. You would. Uh, and it's it's not something you notice until you, like, focus on it, and then you're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what I mean? Huh? Yeah. Huh? You know what I mean? But that's him, though, right? Yeah. That That is him. That's his character. So I, I think that that's part of what makes the movie what it is. Look at me defending every little thing about this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Um, Oh, they say the R word, um, and they when they talk about mm. taking Adrian to like, he's like, "Are you gonna take her to the zoo?" Yeah, that's like, fuck, man, that's really I hate that part. Like, that's yeah. really shitty. I and and like it, it was the drive. It was the driver, right? Just some random who, who, who dude just yeah. being a the dick to Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that word and what they say about Adrian is like in such a PG rated movie. That's like, mm-hmm. it's just such a sore. It's like a sore thumb. That's just like, oh, it's yes. super noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Totally. Oh, the first date scene, like past the skating. So after the skating is fine, but the scene after when they're at the house and they like weirdly make out and they go to the ground for some, they go to the ground, mm-hmm. right? Like slow motion to the floor, not to like a bed or a couch. Yeah. And he's like really weird about her staying. He, he's really nagging on yeah. her to stay and it's like super awkward, super hard to watch. It, I completely agree. And when I was younger and watching it, I never really noticed it. But nowadays, like, like if a girl really doesn't want to come in and she said it like five times, like maybe just let her go. Yeah, home. man. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and yeah. the kissing is like the like when they the zooming in on them kissing is super like uncomfortable and going like I've never seen in a movie where they like you're making out the two characters making out in the middle of a room and they go to like the, they go to sit like they literally were standing yeah. and they like bring themselves to the ground yeah, they draw super weird and and it lasts quite long and there's like a radio going in the background it's so it just weird. it's it's a little eerie I completely yeah, get yeah. what you mean um those are all my cringe moments did you have anything else so you went more um you know like the movie is cringy because it was unrealistic or something. I went more literal cringe in the movie that they wanted it to be cringy. Yeah. And that was when Polly throws away the turkey on Thanksgiving when Rocky first oh, yeah. comes over. It's and, a little dramatic. Oh, and, and I just feel so bad for Adrian. Like, she's cooking you a turkey on Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and you throw it out in the alley, and she's like, you want the bird? Go in the alley and eat the bird. And I'm just like... And then she goes and cries, like, I'm yeah. like, oh my god. Oh my god. Like, and Rocky's just awkwardly there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I had. Um, I think for me, like, the R word and what they say about that little moment about Adrian is what's cringy, what's the most cringy for me. Yeah, um, completely agree. And that's where, you know, this movie shows its age, right? Yes. Like, you would not put that in Hell a movie no. today. So I... Um, category four... Who is the most dateable person and why? Here are my two nominees. Adrian is not really... 
Okay, before I even get, it's not really like a bunch of people I'd want to date in this movie. No, uh, and I had the same problem. It was kind of Adrian, and like I put Rocky with a question mark because mm. the thing about Rocky is that why maybe he's dateable is because he's so like he has goals and he's so hardworking and he, he's so like I'm I'm gonna get my I, no matter what it takes I'm getting it done yeah. or. And he, he is super socially awkward, when he, especially when he first meets Adrian, but he, he truly does mean well. Yes, he does. And then Adrian, on the other side, is, is she's super, she's super, like, as well loyal and is super hard to get and, and isn't just going to go for any guy. And she's looking for the perfect guy, which is a really redeemable trait. Yeah. But she's also, like, really hard to talk to. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. And like it, t- it would take me, like, a year to, like, really get to know her, I feel like. And there were parts of that movie where I didn't know why Rocky kept going back. Like, there are a couple scenes where he goes into the pet shop and he starts telling jokes and stuff. And she doesn't give him, like, a word. And yeah. then he's like, all right, oh, good night. And she just, like, goes, huh? oh, good night, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it. Like, man, like. Uh, so I who could, would you rather date? I'd rather date Adrian. And part of this maybe stems from you get a little more from Adrian as the series goes on but I, ca- yeah, I can't be in right. that mindset right like we, we're talking about just Rocky 1 and if we're talking about just Rocky 1 I would still say Adrian but she definitely does open up more as the yes. series goes on um, has a few really influential speeches to Rocky she's always there for him always looking out for his best interest and she almost you know her her best characteristics even come out more in the in the sequels. But like you said, man, it's a tough pool. There's not many dateable people. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say uh, Mickey or Polly for no, this one. No. So I think I yeah. think she's my winner. Yeah. Okay, category five. What's up with that? Where we talk about plot holes or any questions we have about the movie. Um, so I have a couple. Um, have you ever um, walked on ice or ran on ice before? Like. You've done that before, right? Yeah. And you've kind of like, you trip a little bit, you slip, you can mm-hmm. maybe fall. How does Rocky do the whole thing and like doesn't trip or fall at all? Like, I, I don't know. That's kind of like, come on. So do you think it's fake ice? Yeah. Because you would, or maybe they did so many takes that they finally got the right one. But like, right. if they wanted to make it really real, I'm like really nitpicking. Okay. But if they wanted yeah. to make it really realistic, yeah. you'd be like, oh, like as soon as he gets on the ice, like you kind of like slide. Unless he's got like amazing shoes on. Right. Or what if they just did like a bunch of takes, but they just cut out the, the very slips. specific, yeah, yeah, the very specific slips. Yeah. So that might be a thing. I don't know though. Did, would they have fake ice that she would still be able to skate on? That's. No, I think it was real ice. I just think that it's unrealistic, or me, or me mm. nitpicking that he doesn't at least like slip up a little bit. That like they take out all of his falls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's I think that fair. was real. Yeah. Um, why is Rocky just like obsessed with just like punching meat? Like, it's super weird. I don't know. I don't know where that stems from. Uh, that that might be a boxing. I don't know if it's a boxing thing. I'm not a boxer, but I, I, I have no idea so. either. That is kind of a thing that's carried over into like pop culture a bit today. You see, there's like some SNL bits where people are like punching meat. There's like Family Guy clips where <laughs> someone is like punching. I don't know where it came from. It is a little weird, um, but it, it's synonymous with Rocky. Do you like think that, it's as heavy as a as a bag as like a punching bag? 
or like it, it feels I think it is, and I think it has a very different feel to it, probably, right? Like, what if you caught a bone in there? That can't yeah. be, that can't feel good, especially because Rocky was punching with just taped up hands, mm-hmm. right? He had no gloves on, and yeah. he's just wailing on that mm-hmm. meat. And then there's that scene after where she's like undressing his hands, and his hands are all sore and cut up. Yeah. Like, maybe don't punch meat with your <laughs> bare hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, why does Rocky throw like dartboards? into the door but there, he doesn't have a board like when you get a dartboard like I have a dartboard like right here you can right. see it I have it just comes with with darts right so unless like what like where you just get these darts from maybe it's a cheap apartment yeah. um maybe he was angry at Mickey and that was the only way he could let out his anger and because... the dartboard was like in the other room or something yeah <laughs> right yeah. but he, they didn't want to move yeah um but correct me if I'm wrong it didn't look like there were that many puncture holes in the door so maybe this is a one-off like i said maybe he was just angry because if you're just constantly shooting darts at a door you're just gonna have eventually just have a giant hole in that door right absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. um how many takes do you think it took for them to crack those eggs because every crack is like perfect and if you've ever cracked an egg before like sometimes you mess up like Mm. like it's not like crack in crack in and he does it six in a row like perfect so like how many takes and he got for them to do that well maybe that just goes to show that Stallone's a chef I mean <laughs> I know for a fact that I couldn't crack those eggs perfectly I'm always getting shells in whatever eggs I cook yeah. but you know my grandma big Money. baker oh yeah you know she can crack an egg she can crack six eggs at a time with her eyes closed so God so damn. maybe he's had a little bit of practice or like you said what if they bought like nine cartons of eggs and we're like okay we're running out here we got to get a good thing <laughs> pressure's on buddy pressure's on. <laughs> yeah um so the training montage that's like two weeks or right actually i'm not sure how long like do you of a span it, 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 it presumes that rocky gets like elite sh- in elite right. shape in two weeks like <laughs> Not like from bad shape to good shape, like elite. Like he can go 15 rounds with the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. Is that realistic? Because their first date is on Thanksgiving. The fight, I believe, was January 1st. And Thanksgiving in the U.S. is November 24th, around that time. So that's about a... And he doesn't find... Does he find out that he's boxing Apollo on Thanksgiving or after? It's after, right? It's after. So it's around like, let's just say... December 1st right they find out so he has a month to get ready yeah let's just say a month that he is training yeah you're gonna get elite that I know he's already a boxer but he's kind of like this middling dude I completely agree it's weird it's like oh he's absolutely ripped in such good shape in a month and he's also lost 20 fights in his career and Obviously, he does get in much better shape and takes it much more seriously here. But if he's losing to bar fight guys and then yeah. he trains for three weeks and goes out and, and puts on a show against the heavyweight champ of the world, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure how long that, that training montage is spanned over. So, obviously, the one running scene that they keep going back and forth to, that's all, like, one day. Because, yeah. actually, a scene I really like in the movie is is when he first tries running after he cracks all the eggs. Mm. And they play that, that kind of sad, somber song in the background. And he um, can't quite do it. Yeah, and, he can, and he's, like, holding his ribs on the way up the stairs. 
So I like how they at least gave us like that bit of progression where they're like, okay, he was really out of shape, but now he's in elite shape. But like you said, the timeline a little shaky. A little shaky. A little shaky. Yeah. Um, that's all my plot holesies and questions. Do you have any anything else? So. I took this question, I think, a little too literally, and I looked for, like, big plot holes, like they said something here and then it didn't add up, but I like how you went with just smaller stuff. Um, There's a couple things in the movie that I've noticed over the years that are just really small stuff. So, for example, uh, in the scene before Adrian and Rocky go on their first date and he's knocking on the door Mm -hmm. and he's trying to talk her to come out and let's get out of here, whatever... Um, there's a mirror in that scene right by Polly, and you can see the sound guy at one point. Oh, really? Like, with the, with the mic. It's just for a second, but it's <laughs> over his head, and you can just see it. Um, they, they definitely were, like, in the editing room after, and they noticed it, and they were just like, fuck it. We're no one's going to notice. <laughs> we are not redoing yeah, that. Yeah, we're not redoing that. Um, like, another little thing is, uh, before the fight, both fighters enter the ring, Apollo's, like, with his big top hat on, and he's with the vest, and he's dancing around, Creed in three, I want the stallion, putting on a show, and his gloves are off, he has his hands taped up, and then one frame goes by, next scene, the microphone's coming down, and they're gonna introduce the fight, and his gloves are on, and it happens, like, like that. But just very little stuff. I looked for something that really didn't add up. Like some continuity errors. Totally. Yeah. And, I, and I couldn't come across anything major. Yeah. That's a good, that's sound of a good movie then. Yeah. Um, Alright, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back for Category 6, Freaks and Geeks. All right, we're back with category six, freaks and geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc., etc. Um, the monologue which Rocky delivers after turning down Mickey's offer to manage him was completely improvised on set by Sylvester Stallone. He has since explained that he was heavily influenced by the fact that the bathroom of the tiny apartment in which they were shooting really did stink a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, during his audition, Carl Weathers was sparring with Sylvester Stallone and accidentally punched him on the chin. Stallone told Weathers to calm down as it was only an audition. And Weathers said that if he was allowed to audition with a real actor, not a stand-in, he would be able to do a lot better. Director John G. Avildsen smiled and told Weathers that Stallone was the real actor and the writer. Weathers looked at Stallone thoughtfully for a moment and said, well, maybe he'll get better. Stallone immediately offered him the role. Most of the scenes of Rocky jogging through Philadelphia were shot guerrilla style, with no permits, no equipment, and no extras. The shot where he runs past the moored boat, for example, the crew were simply driving by the docks, and John G. Avildsen saw the boat, and thought it would make a good visual. So we had Sylvester Stallone simply get out of the van and run along the quays while Avison filmed himself or himself filmed from the side door. A similar story concerns the famous shot of Rocky jogging through the food market. As he runs, the stall keepers and the people on the sidewalks can clearly be seen looking at him in bemusement. While this works in the context of the film to suggest they're looking at Rocky, in reality, they had no idea why this man was running up and down the road being filmed from a van. During the scene, the famous shot where the stall owner throws Rocky an orange 
was completely improvised by the stall owner, who had no idea that a movie was being filmed and that he would be in it. Sylvester Stallone was inspired to write the screenplay after seeing the Chuck Wepner Muhammad Ali fight on March 24, 1975, at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio, near Cleveland. 36-year-old Wepner was considered a moderate talent, but no one expected him to last more than three rounds against Ali. The longer the fight went, the more shocked people became. Wepner even managed to knock Ali down in the ninth round, although Ali always maintained that Wepner was standing on his foot when he fell. Ali pummeled Wepner mercilessly for the next six rounds, breaking his nose and opening large gashes above both his eyes. No matter how hard Ali hit him, Wepner kept moving forward and kept fighting. Eventually, with 19 seconds left in the 15th and final round, Ali scored a technical knockout. I got two more camera-y stuff that I think is really cool. The camera angle of Rocky looking up at Apollo's manager when he offers Rocky to fight Apollo. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It's like really powerful to show who's in power, and it shows that Rocky is not in power. He's sitting... Yep. And it shows that this other guy is is way above and beyond. And it's like, oh yeah, you you see where Rocky is on the food chain. Right, and I think Rocky even felt it insignificant there. Right? Yes, like he wasn't really even looking at him. He's like, yeah, I'll be a sparring partner for Creed. Like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I won't take any cheap shots. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah, um, and then the last one is the classic shot of him going up the stairs, mm-hmm. like we talked about. But then it pans over Philadelphia. It's like really cool and really a really really good shot and is the most iconic shot in in the movie and totally. uh, one of the most iconic shots ever so yeah and, and that was actually going to be one of mine so uh i read that it was actually filmed with what they call like a steady cam mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know what a steady cam is it's basically just like a big camera that you can kind of grip with one hand and hold and you can run you know uh upstairs with around corners along like more bumpy terrain and, and the camera stays really stable hence the name steadicam and it was actually like the second or third movie um to actually utilize the steadicam it had just come out earlier that year so they couldn't actually get that type of shot of rocky running up the stairs if it weren't for the steadicam because that guy has to be you know running beside him with the camera following yeah. him up so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, another thing I had, I had the Wepner fight in there. That That's something you covered. Uh, that's really cool looking back. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Bill Conti. Uh, did all the music for Rocky and um, it all of it really honestly holds a special place in my heart like I know like every song I've had every song from the movie downloaded on my phone and like this even the song when he goes out and he's running and he's not in good shape yet it's called Philadelphia Morning uh when he goes to the uh ring the night before the fight and he's standing it's called Alone in the Ring I really like the piano in that one we mentioned Gonna Fly Now the training song obviously and Going the Distance uh that they played during the fight I just think all that music is so well done and mm-hmm. and a good soundtrack can really make a good movie that much better absolutely yeah um i also had sylvester stallone refused to sell the script unless he played rocky we covered that um a couple more things one of them was that um the skating rink the reason why they were alone in the skating rink was because they couldn't afford to pay extras mm. so they came up with this idea that oh it was going to be closed and rocky's going to you know, 
pay this guy to let them skate for a little while. Um, when the movie was originally written, they had a bunch of extras in the background skating around like it was an open rink. Um, similar thing, uh, the banners in the arena that show the, the picture of Rocky and Apollo. And at one point, uh, Rocky mentions the trunks are the wrong way. So he's wearing, in the, in the banner, he's wearing red trunks with white trim. But in the movie, he wears white trunks with red trim. And he points that out to the manager and he's like, the, the, it's wrong. Well, in real life, they actually got it wrong. They printed it wrong <laughs> and they didn't have the money to do another banner. So they wrote it into the movie like, oh, you got that wrong. They didn't intentionally do that. So just all these things that just go to show what a low budget they were working with, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how they improvised this and came up with these ideas. I think it's really cool looking back. Yeah, that is cool. That's all you had? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to category seven. This is the Brad Pitt Award for the best quote. I have four here for um, some nominees. Um, I like it, Apollo. It's very American. No, Jerry. It's just very smart. Mm. It's very like Muhammad Ali of him, yep. of Apollo. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a couple. Uh, my We've been doing it a lot, but I'm going to do like some Sylvester Stallone impressions. All right. We would make a good couple of coconuts. You're smart and I'm dumb. What do you think, huh? Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Great line. Yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. He's like, yeah. And then I think it's so iconic. Is Adrian, Adrian. At the yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, it's so iconic. And really, it's not the most iconic Adrian chant either. No. The one at the end of Rocky too, and he says, "Yo, Adrian, I did it." That's when everyone knows. Yeah. But when he's just yelling, Adrian, yeah, I, I honestly like that better. Maybe it's just because, you know, I don't want to be a mainstream Rocky fan. But, but I think when he's calling Adrian at the end of the first one's my favorite. Yeah, do you, uh, that's all my quotes. Yeah, okay. So um, one of them I already mentioned, Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. Sounds like a damn monster movie. Love that from Carl Weathers. Um, I really like the quote where they're picking out the fighters. Uh, mm. It's actually from the same scene. And uh, Apollo's trainer, Duke, sees Rocky because uh, uh, Apollo wants him. And he goes, oh, man, he's a southpaw. We don't want you messing with no southpaws. And Creed just shrugs it off. He goes, southpaw nothing, man. I'll drop him in three. <laughs> yeah. Love that quote. Yeah. Um, and then I got one, a longer one, but I think it's really the most important quote in the movie. The whole movie is this idea that Rocky is some bum who's never accomplished anything he works crappy jobs doesn't have a fa doesn't have a family at least that we know of um but he's trying to go the distance with apollo creed the heavyweight champion of the world that no one's ever done and it's when he's laying in bed with adrian the night before the fight when he mm. can't sleep and he says uh, I'm not going to do the impression. I'm just going to say it. He says, it really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head either. Because all I want to do is go the distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. If I can go the distance and that bell rings and I'm still standing, I'll know for the first time in my life that I wasn't just some, another bum from the neighborhood. Like, I just yeah. think that, you know, that sums up what the movie mm -hmm. is. And I, and I love that line. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite is the Yo Adrian, it's me, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> He's on TV, or whatever. And he is so proud of himself. Yeah. After, hey? He's like looking at <laughs> him. <laughs> um, category eight 
the blind pig award for the character you'd want to take to this grungy, shitty, run-down bar. You'd have a good night with them for one night, and then the next night you would just be like, yeah, I don't really want to hang out with them ever again. So my nominees be would be Mickey and Apollo Creed because I think Mickey would be, like, really good get a couple drinks in him. He's got some stories. He thinks he's... He thinks he can... He still got it. So he'll be in the bar fight against the 20-year-olds. He's like, I still got it! Yeah. And then he'll probably get his ass kicked. But he's like a good time. And I yeah. think he'll go up there and sing some karaoke and like... Mm-hmm. But then the next day, I'd be like, yeah, dude, I am... Um, do not want to see you ever again. <laughs> and then Apollo Creed, just for the sole reason that like... He just would like help me in a fight or like could like... I could do anything I want because I have Apollo oh, Creed yeah. as my like backup I just go up and just pour drinks on dudes and like I'd be like the guy goes to punch me I dump him like Apollo Creed just, just boom yeah. right hook to the yeah. dome lots of <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, like those ones I also had Mickey same reason old guy you know we hear in that scene when he goes to Rocky's house he's telling stories he's like I got my nose busted yeah. 18 times <laughs> Uh, guy had nails in his gloves. He's like <laughs> bleeding from like getting hit with nails. So the stories he'd tell would be unreal. But I went with Polly as my second guy mm. because Polly's the type of guy we've seen it in the movie can be. He can be a good friend. He can be a guy that you know you can you can laugh with, joke around. But then you hit a nerve, and Polly just flips a switch and becomes a whole different guy. So my thought process was I wouldn't want to hang out with Polly every night. But exactly. sure, I'll go out with them for a few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I think I would want to take Mickey, but I'd want to put him into, like, a time machine and bring him to, like, 2021. We'd mm. go to this bar, and he'd be, like, we're showing him, like, the mainstream boxers now and, like, what Instagram and, like, social media is music. And he'd be like, ah, back in my day, I used to get punched in the cheeks by these nails and I didn't even bat an eye. But now you, you fucking, you kids these days, yeah. He would epitomize the old guy who has no time for anything yeah. new in pop culture. I'll still get you. I don't <laughs> care how old I am. I'll get you. Yeah. Like um, category nine is the Al Pacino Award for overacting. I have Stallone. Ooh. And it's because, like, I haven't really talked about, like, what I think about him as an actor, I guess. It's just because he's so, like, over the top. Even how he walks, you know, he has that like walk and he's like, yep. he's, he's waddling almost and yep. like his shoulders and it's like super like, it's super, he's a little bit overacting mm-hmm. for me. Okay. But I also think that it's needed. Right. So I'm not going to be like really harping on him for it, but. I think that's what makes Rocky who he is though. Yeah. Right. He's a unique guy. He, you know, droopy eyes, slurred speech, uh, a lot of you knows, tells cheesy jokes. You know? You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> carries around that, you know, that little bouncy ball. Um, and again, a lot of this for me is probably nostalgia. Someone who watches this movie for the first time would pick up on a lot of these little things and, and, and maybe not be the biggest fan, but that's the guy that's the rocky i grew up with right and i mm-hmm. fell in love with him for who he is yeah so it's tougher for me to see those little quirks that he has or stallone overselling it a bit yeah but i totally get where you're yeah. coming from do you have anyone else for that award so my uh my nomination is little murray the girl mm. he picks up from the street corner. Oh, yeah. She's really going for it. Child, yeah. Hey. Child actor. Like, 
you know sh- they didn't have a big field to choose from. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, I got this, guys. Yeah, right, she's my five the- minutes. I don't think she changed her tone of vo- voice the entire time. That's a good one. You yeah. know, like, very short role, one scene. But, uh, yeah, if they maybe had a little bit more money, they Get probably would cast someone yeah. else. She was just like, she was like the cinematographer's daughter or something. And they were like, yay. <laughs> We need you for this. John G. Advilson's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, category 10 is the Steph Curry Award for the actor or actress who never misses. Um, Spider. Here are my nominees. Sorry. Spider. Just because, like, he's such a trooper. He shows up. He's in one scene. He just gets his ass kicked. And they're like, yeah, yeah, man. You know, yeah. he's like, where's my, like, gritty scene where, like, I get my Oscar nominee? He's like, yeah, no, buddy. Get lost. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Okay. Poor guy. Um, yeah. Burt Young as uh, Polly. I think he has a... And he's not in it very much. Same with Burgess Meredith as Mickey. The two of them aren't in it very much, and they steal a couple scenes. Buttkiss, the dog. Great dog performance. Like, just a solid... Just there. Oh, yeah. Um, he goes to every, like, step he that they need him to go. Yeah. Like, he's not, like... That's Stallone's actual dog, too. That was his actual dog oh, at the time. Oh, I, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also had Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed. Um, so those are my nominees, and I I think I'm gonna give it to Mickey, who's played by Burgess Meredith. I think he gives the best performance in like the most limited amount of time. Okay. Yeah. Did you? Uh, we talked about the Rocky and Mickey in Rocky's apartment scene. Another one of his that I think is is the best is when Rocky comes in and. Uh, Mickey gives him the letter, and it's and it's from Apollo Creed's manager, right? And Rocky goes like, "Oh, I think they're looking for sparring partners for Creed," and and you know Mickey had already said that, and he's like, "That's what I that's what I said before." And then they get into it. Rocky's yeah. like, "I've been coming here for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. Want to know? Come. You want to know? Yeah, want to know? Come." And then he goes on this rant. Like, yeah. I just think he's so good there. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy, though, I. I think it's Carl Weathers. Yeah. He does such a good impersonation of, you know, the Rocky Universe's version of Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. You don't... That's the thing about him. He's technically the villain in this in this movie, right? Like, he's technically an antagonist, but I don't hate Apollo Creed. No, there is no real antagonist in the movie. No, there's not. And... and you know, in Rocky Three, he fights Mr. T. Clubber Lang. That guy, you hate that guy. Yeah, you hate, hate that guy. Yeah. In Rocky Four, he faces he faces the Russian. You Dolph. hate that guy. Yeah. You don't hate um, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. There's something about him that is that that's appealing. I think he he mimicked the Muhammad Ali thing really well, and. Even his boxing, I think, was was not bad. Like how he moved around the ring. Rocky was very like stiff, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Carl Weathers played in the NFL, like the actor. He did, yeah. yeah. And he had never boxed before, no. so he worked with a boxing coach for this movie. I'm sure both of them did, but he had to learn to look like a more seasoned yes. boxer, whereas uh, you know Rocky's more of a club fighter. Yeah. So I, I I give it to Carl Weathers. Yeah. Okay, category eleven. This is the Ben Affleck Award for the actor or actress who had a streaky performance. Um, I think Adrian, mm. played by Talia Shire, uh, Shire, is just very, like, I don't know, man. Like, there's something about her that's just very, like, I can't, that's awkward between the two of them. 
sometimes. Like, right. you feel like that they don't really know each other very well as, as like, performers. Yeah. Or, and it's just, like, but it's also the character. It's also what they're trying to do. But it's very, like, forced action. Okay. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. she's also in The God... Have you seen The Godfathers? I haven't. So she's Connie Corleone, which is so that's like a huge role in like some of the greatest trilogy ever. Right. So she's like this great actress, and I've seen her in really good things. And then in this movie, it's like so I'd seen The Godfather's, I think. Or no, I saw Rocky first because I was like a kid. But I saw The Godfather shortly after, and I've seen The Godfather's more often than I've revisited Rocky. And then when I saw Rocky again this week, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's Connie Corleone, mm-hmm. and she's just like. She's in every scene. I feel like she gets outacted by Sylvester Stallone or Polly or whoever, and to get outacted by Sylvester Stallone in some scenes, I feel like is not really good for the resume. Do you feel like she, as an actress, had a tough time as well, just because her character was so shy and didn't talk? Mm. She didn't have much of a chance to really give you that wow scene it's it's weird too because it's really hard for a dude to write because Sylvester Stallone writes a movie so he's probably having a hard time writing a female character right which is like so maybe I don't knock it all on her it's also the writing but I feel like she's such she's such a good actress in The Godfather that she could have pulled some strings mm. and made it a little bit better but right I know I thought she was a little bit up and down totally understandable um Actually, I didn't have anyone for this scene. Again, big Rocky Homer over here. But <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Obviously, I think Sylvester Stallone was awesome in this movie. We talked about Burt Young and Burgess Meredith. We both think they were really good. And Carl Weathers, I just gave the Steph Curry Award. I can't go give him the Streaky Performance yeah. Award as well. So I guess, uh, after listening to your points, if you had to give it to anyone, you'd give it to Talia Shire. There's really no one else other than those people that you could even consider, right? Mm, like, there's no. not a lot of people who had a big role in this movie. It was just kind of them. It's like the five of them. The five of them, right? And I think four of them for sure had just unbelievable performances. So, yeah, if anyone, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's her. Yeah. Um, category 12 is scenes you wish you saw. I, I wish I saw more of, like, a Apollo Creed, mm. like, boxing someone else. Ooh, scene, that's I guess. a good Let's one. Because you like, you see him just box Rocky. Like I wanted yeah. to see him like fuck someone else up. Yeah, that would be really cool. There's a flash for. I'm gonna flash forward a bit. Rocky three. Um, you see Mr. T. He plays a character named Clubber Lang, right. Rocky's next big challenger, and you watch him beat up like a bunch of guys in like this montage and you get a sense for like this guy is an animal this guy's a machine right you get Mm -hmm. a sense you also see him training um so i think that definitely develops his character uh and you're right we'd we'd never seen uh anything of what apollo creed is made of and do we even get much of him training in this movie no you you get a little more in rocky 2 yeah you get more of him in rocky 2 yeah and I, I had a very similar one. Uh, I'll let you keep going, but I had him training. Yeah. So very similar, yeah. just to develop him as a boxer. Yeah. Right? The last one I had, which is where I think you could add 10 minutes into this movie, is just a better Rocky and Adrian scene. Mm. Just like another uh, just another scene of them, like, because the first date scene I feel like is really bad. Other than after the skating, like, I feel like it's really bad. And then, I, and then every other, just the two of them going on another date or doing something together, like, I feel like you could add 10 minutes to, like, maybe even you just, like, enhance her character more a little bit. I, I agree. Because you get that one night, and that is kind of, 
it's after that night that it's presumed that, okay, they're together, mm -hmm. but then they kind of move away from it for a bit. Like you said, they go start focusing on the fight and yeah. his training and Mickey, and they're just kind of together, coexisting. The big scene at the end where he's shouting Adrian and they have the big embrace, like, I did it, that's a nice scene, but I agree with you. You have one more scene that just shows, like, how well they're bonding, how well they're coming together. I yeah. think it really could have yeah. done the movie well. Do you have another one? Um, so, I actually took this as scenes I wish I saw live. <laughs> like, scenes that were recorded in the movie uh, that I wish I saw. So I said the fight. Yeah, that would like, be cool. Just, I, that's a good take. I mean, I took, no one's ever done that on my pod. But I took the question the complete wrong way. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll go with it that way. I wish I saw the fight. We talked about the background is completely empty. They couldn't afford people to watch the fight. So I'll be there. For free. You know, completely free. For, for, for yeah, free. You don't have to pay me as an yeah. extra. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, category 13 is an elevator pitch where we pitch each other a sequel or a prequel to the movies. And I didn't. It's not really much of a question because there's like so many sequels and I don't even really feel like they need a, a prequel either because they also do like the spin-off Creed stuff. Right. But I guess I'll ask you, we, you didn't really talk about Creed. Like what do you think about Michael B. Jordan and those Creed movies just briefly? I really liked them. Um, I, I said earlier I don't consider them uh, part of the Rocky series. They just feel very different. They're spin-offs. Exactly. Part of that is it's such a different generation. You go back, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, they're in a course of, you know, one eight decade. Year, eight years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that was, Rocky 4 was 1985. You flash forward 30 years, the first Creed is 2015. It's a whole new world, mm -hmm. right? I think they did the spinoff about as well as they could do. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, I thought, was really good in the role. Um, but, again not the same Rocky universe for me um, but all my buddies who have seen Creed and Creed 2 they, they've really liked it and don't get me wrong I don't dislike it it just kind of feels separate for me and that's okay. fine yeah. right? yeah, it, yeah, that's exactly. fine it's still yeah. a good movie mm. it's just not Rocky to me yeah. what did you think of them? I really liked it like I think I like it a lot more than the ends like I think I like it more Rock Creed than like Rocky 2 even mm. I like Rocky three, I like I really like Rocky four. Right. And then after that, I'm kind of out on the Rockies. And then yeah. Creed was a nice spinoff. And I think exactly they, they did the spinoff perfectly. And Stallone comes back, and he's yeah. he's awesome. Man. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan was was perfect for it. And especially it being so modernized, it's easier to appeal to people our age. I think right. Right. If you're gonna show someone a Rocky you know, in 2021, and they've had no idea what these movies are about, it might be a little easier to get them started on a creed, right? Something much more modern. Rocky, we, we talked about it, it's getting creeping up on 50 years yeah. old. That's, it's quite it's, old. It's quite old, yeah. Category 14 is, would you watch this as a Broadway musical? Would you? Would you watch it? Not not saying if it would be good or not, just if would you watch it. Oh, I'm a diehard Rocky fan. Uh... I've scoured the internet for every last Rocky behind-the-scenes video, interview. Uh, I would for sure watch it. Uh, to say I'd like it, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of unfamiliar with this type of stuff. How different, before you answer if you would watch it, how different would they have to make it? Like, could they keep it relatively the same? Would they take out a bunch of scenes? Would they add stuff? They how can, do you think they'd even go about it? 
Well, you'd have to add if you want to make it a musical, you got to add songs. Right. So you got to find ways where like, okay, where can we sing? Yeah. Where can we take that yeah. speech that Rocky had and made it a song? So it it just wouldn't work because the guy that would have to play Rocky would have to be like a boxer and boxers get punched in the mouth a lot. They don't they have a hard time talking. Mm. I, it's I I usually say, "Yeah, I'll watch it." Every 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 category or every time I do this category movie, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. But I don't even think I would watch this movie. Really? As a musical, it's just would be like, it'd be so bad. Any guy who could sing well in a lead role playing Rocky, that's not Rocky. That's not Rocky, right. No. I couldn't imagine that yeah. guy doing one dance or singing one yeah. song. Yeah, so exactly. I get where you're yeah. coming from. Category fifteen is the Schindler's List to super bad rewatchability scale, with Schindler's List being. A fantastic movie, but it's so hard to watch that I'll never watch it again. To super bad, being extremely rewatchable and like an amazing movie as well. Um, I'm assuming you have Rocky as like ten out of ten rewatchable. Oh, uh, you read my mind. Though. Yeah, I feel like we don't even have to talk about it. Oh, uh, I mean, of course. Again, favorite movie ever. It's it's a personal bias. Yeah. So I I think people could see that coming. I'm more interested to hear where you have it as, especially as someone uh, like yourself who has watched so many movies, uh, where you put this on that type of scale? I just, I can't watch it all the time because I just, Stallone just, would just piss me off the more I watch it. So I'd probably have it like in the four and a five okay. if I had to put it, be, but I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'd just be like, Stallone would just drive me crazy. Mm. But I do want to like, but every time I do watch Rocky, I just end up watching like all four in a row. Right. And then like maybe a Creed, and then I just like give it a break. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll give it like I gave it a ten year break almost before this week. So I think it was like maybe I'll give it another five to ten years. <laughs> yeah, come back. You to come it. back to, it. but uh, I understand why you obviously have it as like a right. ten out of ten rewatchable because I. A lot yeah. of it's nostalgia for me, exactly, right? Yeah. Like you, you grow up with something, and it just it becomes a little piece of you. Mm -hmm. So watching scenes in preparation for this podcast it brings back memories it brings me back to my old house watching this in my yeah. basement right so yeah. it's a big factor for yeah. sure um the last category is category 16 the mvp of the movie whether that be an actor an actress you know screenplay writer director cinematography musician whatever here are my three nominees sylvester stallone simply because he started it and wrote it and just he's had this crazy impact based off the movie. John G. Avelston, who won Best Director and does a very good job directing it and also believed in Stallone. He was the one guy that said, I want to keep him. And then my last nominee is just boxing, just like in general. Nice. So I think I'm going to go with Stallone just okay. because that he he's made this career out of like his movie is relevant simply because of him. Right. And but I don't think I give it to him if he doesn't write it. And just when you write, you're doing a lot. Yeah. When you write the movie and you act in it, you're doing a lot. Um, so I'm going to give him the MVP for this. Um, but yeah, that's my MVP. I totally agree. That was I just had one nominee because I don't think I could have given it to anyone else. You're completely right. Him writing that and him, we talked about he is basically acting his own story. There's a parallel of what was happening in his real life to what is happening in Rocky. And, um, you know, despite overacting at times, and Stallone obviously wasn't an experienced actor at this time. Yeah. Um, I think he did a great job of 
creating Rocky and making him feel so real, and mm-hmm. I think a part of that is we talked about it a million times. He, it was Stallone, right? Yeah. Rocky is Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my clear cut MVP. Yeah. Um, before we go, do you think this movie would work if it was remade today? So not Creed, not the spin off, but just actually like they remade it. They casted someone else as Rocky. And maybe Stallone was like a part of, maybe helped write it. There was a part of it. Do you think it would work? Do you think people would watch it? Do you think you would just you would hate watch it? Like, what what do you think? I don't think it would work today. Uh, part of it was you know the time. It was the mid seventies in Philly. You know, flash forward to twenty twenty one. It's just it's just such a different vibe. Uh, I'm interested to hear from you how many um, movies that you've done on this podcast what percent of them you guys would say were, would work today, what you'd say yes to. But for me, it's there's just such a big time gap between Rocky 1 and today that I think it wouldn't have near the same feel, regardless of, you know, they could get the greatest actors, actresses in the world. It's, it's, it's 1976, and let's leave Rocky there. Yeah. Um, just for the percentage, probably, like, I've done, this is my 21st episode, so I'll probably, like, two. Really? Two of them. Like wow. we, we were like we really were like I think it could work. Like let's talk and we talked about it a little bit, but most of them it's kinda like Yeah, like you could do it, like I could <laughs> see why you would do it. I'd probably watch it, you would probably watch it, but I also think I don't think I would love it. But I think there was two that I think would work if it was remade today. Nice. But I I agree. I think Rocky is especially when they've done Creed now, and I think they did such a they kinda did remake it with Creed. Yeah. But they sp- spun it off and they did a really good job with it. I think that's as good of a job as you can do. Yeah. You can't just remake it. No. You have to do the spin off, and what they did was perfect. Yeah. I totally agree. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you for coming on to the pod and uh, good luck with On the Run podcast and everything. And hope to see you on this movie podcast again someday. Yeah, Ben. Thanks for having me. It, it was an honor being on here. Real, uh, you know, like I said, you inspired me to get my podcast going. And. Uh, it was fun doing a podcast where I don't just talk basketball the whole time. Don't get me wrong, I love basketball, <laughs> but to be able to just, you know, kind of shoot the shit a little more yeah. and talk about a movie, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So thanks again. No problem. Um, and as I always do on this podcast, I always... Um, next week's movie, I'll leave it with the quote. Um, so here's my quote for next week's movie that I'm doing. And spoiler alert, it is the season finale of What's in the Pod. I'm ending season one, taking a week off, and do season two. I'll get more on that later. But anyways, here we go. Reveal the next movie with the quote. <clears throat> Dreams feel real while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we feel something strange. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on What's in the Pod. Peace out. still here it's over go to bed go to work go i'll be here next week go bye